When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Tuesday edition of the program, final hour of the show. We bring in now our buddy, Andy McCarthy, who is doing an incredible job breaking down so much of the legal-related issues all around the uh, absurdity of classified documents and beyond. Fox News contributor, former federal prosecutor at the Southern District of New York. He spent over 20 years there, wrote a book, Ball of Collusion, The Plot to Rig an Election and Destroy a Presidency. And like me, he also had, sorry Buffalo fans, and also fans of the Dallas Cowboys. You had a Bills-Cowboys Super Bowl that went up in smoke uh, on Sunday as well? I did, Clay, and you know, I feel terrible about this because I hate both teams. I just, you know, but I thought they were, uh, I thought they were getting hot at the right time, so who knows. Do you think, before we get into serious stuff, do you think Tom Brady's going to retire, or do you think he'll come back? No, I think he's, I think he's going to play another year. I think he could still, he'd have to be like in the right offense, right? Because um, he could still really throw the ball. He's not, you know, he's not what he used to be, but it's like, that's like saying like Ichiro's only hitting three oh five, you know. I mean he's he's still really pretty good, I think. I think he's gonna end up down in Miami where Buck's spending part of the year now. I think he's gonna be another Miami and more Miami people. Yeah, well, I think he's gonna play for the Dolphins. That that's my prediction of, of where reports, Tom Brady's gonna be. A lot of reports yeah. yeah, a lot of reports about that today that he's like look checking out schools and, and stuff like that. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so let's dive into Mike Pence today comes out and says he's got classified documents. The continued fallout five different times Joe Biden has been caught with classified documents. What's your take on the big picture question here of whether anybody's going to get charged with anything related to these classified documents? 
I don't think anybody's going to get charged. But if, like I, I think we discussed before, if you would ask me that question like two and a half weeks ago, I would say, you know, Trump was a hundred percent going to be charged. Yeah, no, I, don't I was with really you. Think anyone will be? Um, but my other, I mean, my other big picture impression. I couldn't help this, but I'm. I'm reminded, I guess this is because I'm getting too old, but I'm reminded of the um, the Clinton-Lewinsky stuff where the, the Democrats' uh, refrain throughout those years was, everybody does it. And I'm like, well, no, everybody doesn't have sex with interns in the White House, but maybe everybody <laughs> does do this. I don't, it's starting to look that way, isn't it? Andy, you know, you may have uh, seen yesterday there was an arrest of a former top FBI official yeah. who oversaw counterintelligence in New York City. I don't know if you guys ever crossed paths in your day, but Charles McGonagall um, is facing charges of money laundering, I think, among others, that he took money from a former Albanian intelligence employee and a representative of the Russian olig oligarch Oleg Deripaska, a lot of people see this and they say, so one of the guys who, if you were involved at that level in counterintelligence in New York City, the FBI office in New York City, you certainly were aware of the Trump-Russia collusion investigations and things going on there. So somebody who would have been overseeing the fake Russia collusion investigation of Trump has now been charged with colluding with Russians to evade U.S. money laundering laws. Yeah, that that's exactly right. And, Buck, I, I was reminded you guys were kind enough to mention my book in the intro. Um, I wrote a lot in the book about uh, Deripaska, including the fact that, you know, number one, the FBI tried to flip him in, was it uh, 2016, before the Trump stuff ever got rolling. And that was the reason they were dealing with Steele at the time, because Steele was working for Deripaska while the FBI was taking information from him that ended up in the Steele dossier, which I thought in and of itself was remarkable. And, you know, the funny thing with Deripaska was apparently the Bureau, one of the reasons the Bureau soured on the whole idea of, of turning him is when he sat down with them, they pitched him on this uh on the Trump-Putin conspiracy, and he was like, what are you talking about? There's no Trump-Putin conspiracy, which was apparently that was not what the party line was at the time. But I, I'm just, I, I can't help, I mean, it's terrible for the FBI, uh, but I can't help but be amused by, uh, you know, the way these guys, you know, seem to change on a dime. So, like, you know, first they're trying to flip Deripaska, then they're prosecuting Deripaska, then the head of the foreign counterintelligence in New York is is working for Deripaska. It, it makes you dizzy, doesn't it? Is is the FBI something that we could dramatically reform in a meaningful way, Andy? I mean, a lot of people ask me this all the time, and I, I know some people on the right will say, "Well, we got to tear it down to the studs and start anew." Well, if you're going to have federal laws, you got to you're going to have a federal law enforcement agency. So, you know, remolding the F, you know, people think, oh, well, we have a DNI and we had NCTC and all these things. You know, we didn't need all that. Right. You're just creating more bureaucracy to paper over the failures of the bureaucracy you had before. Could we do something within the FBI? I mean, can there be a house cleaning that, that would be meaningful? I think there could, Buck, if they were serious about it, like if they really went about it uh, in a church committee type 
style. I'm not I'm not a big fan of the outcomes of the church committee, but like the the driving force behind it, those spying scandals in the you know the 60s into the 80s, those were good reasons to have that um, committee. And if they, you know, I think, you know, if you throw out the extremes of both sides, like there's one side on the left that wants to defund all police and really doesn't believe in in prosecution at all. And then there's people on the right who I think unrealistically think that we could get on without a federal police force. I I just think the way society is and the way the law is now, you have to have a federal police force. It doesn't have to be the FBI, but we have to have one. So if you toss those people aside, I think there's enough people in the in the broad middle on both sides who have gripes about the current FBI. And maybe that's the makings that people could if, – if we still have a capability in Washington of people like, like being grown-ups with respect to a problem that everybody understands is a problem. I mean, my own view of it – you and I, I think, have talked about this before. I think the Bureau, after 9-11 – became too much of an intelligence agency and uh, it started to be an intelligence agency with a police sideline and they're very you know i think intelligence work is very important police work is very important but they're very different and if you become an intelligence agency it 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 really damages your dedication to civil rights which police have to keep like in the front of their minds and i think that's what's really hurt the fbi I, i would take their counterintelligence mission away from them. Andy, I want you to take me into what a search of Joe Biden's home would have required, at least in your mind, from a sort of procedural mechanics perspective. It's one thing when, you know, Mar-a-Lago, they show up at former President Trump's home and they uh, raid that. But for a sitting president to be essentially searched by his own Department of Justice's FBI is truly unprecedented. Is that something that Merrick Garland signs off on? Is that something that is threatened if the Biden regime does not comply? Like who? I, I just don't even understand how that ends up happening. What do you think the mechanics and the procedures behind the scenes were like for this? Clay, I think that the um, the big thing was. Biden signing off on it, because you're quite right. You know, this is President Trump had a very exalted uh, status because he's a former president, which is a, is a big deal. But it doesn't have any political power. Right. Whereas the incumbent president is the only guy. I mean, you know, Justice Scalia taught us all this like 30 years ago, right, or 40 years ago. The uh, the only person with power in the executive branch is the president. Everybody else, including the attorney general and the executive branch, is a delegate who exercises the president's power at the president's pleasure. And that includes the special counsel. Like, they try to tell you they're getting an independent prosecutor, and there's no independent prosecutor. In the United States, prosecution's an executive function. Everybody answers to the president. So they couldn't have done this without Biden's sign-off. It would have been insubordinate. Uh, and I think that's probably a big part of the reason why they didn't get a search warrant, which they certainly had legal grounds for, and why they cut a deal with Biden's lawyers that they were able to accompany the FBI as they did the search, which, of course, didn't happen in Trump's case. So I think the mechanics of this is Biden has to sign off on it, and then there's probably some limits 
that are negotiated about what they're allowed to look at or where they're allowed to look. And then the lawyers went along with them as they, you know, went from from room to room in the house. Andy, so this basically goes where in your mind? I mean, how, how does all this end up? I mean, you saw Mike Pence has classified documents at home, too. Yeah. This has crossed over into crazy town. Yeah. So I think that's a big part of, of why nothing's going to happen with this. Because I think yep. people are starting to think that, you know, if we now started to look at, like, listen to what Biden's excuse is here, right? He, he wants you to believe that it was sloppy aides who packed up his stuff and sent it to, you know, and it turned out that classified information ended up in there. As if the aides had security clearances, right? As if the aides, when he was a senator, went into the skip with him and are the ones who stole the document. You know, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But I think there's such a a uh, culture of carelessness that if we started to search a lot of these guys, who knows what we would find. Um, And everybody kind of realizes that. So I think the Democrats badly want to prosecute Trump, right? So if it was just Trump who had this problem, there'd be a very high chance that he'd be indicted. But now that it looks like Biden has it and Pence has it, and who knows what will, you know, who's the next person we'll hear about. um, I don't think they're going to, I don't think, they're going to get indicted. And I wonder if Pence having these documents is going to lessen the enthusiasm of the of the new Republican majority in the House to start asking a lot of aggressive questions, because I really think that's the only way we're going to find out anything here. The, the special counsels are there to just say, you know, we're doing our investigation. We can't comment. So this whole thing is supposed to go into a black hole. Either the Republicans in the House uh, use their subpoena power and conduct hearings. That's the only way we're going to find out anything. And I just wonder if they'll do that at this point. Andy, um, you mentioned earlier, and Buck and I both have this opinion now. My opinion's changed. I thought they would charge Trump over the classified documents. I now think, I agree with you, that they will not. I wonder if this classified documents scandal is becoming so all-encompassing that it actually is going to make it harder for the Department of Justice to charge Trump for anything January 6th related. Now, I presume you would think those were harder charges to bring in the first place, but do you think this overall mushroom cloud of incompetence that sort of is surrounding everything now is actually making it far less likely that anything January 6th related will also be brought against President Trump? That's a really interesting question. I I hadn't thought about that. I've thought up until now that they look at January 6th and the class, the Mar-a-Lago documents as like two separate boxes that don't really have much to do with each other. Although I do think that if they had found at Mar-a-Lago any documents that were incriminating with respect to the Capitol riot, they would certainly have used them. But I thought they were looking at that as like two separate transactions. I agree with you, by the way, on that. But I thought the charges would actually be easier on the classified docs to yes, prove. totally. And so, but it's such a mushroom cloud now that I almost feel like it implicates January 6th. And I was just wondering if you thought so, too, because in the mind of the public, charging anybody now when it looks like there could be, you know, potentially felonious behavior everywhere feels kind of like a arbitrary and capricious application of the law. Yeah, I I think there, there could be something to be said to that, but I still think that their big problem with January 6th is because Trump is not 
implicated in the violence, the only way that you make a federal case out of that is to criminalize John Eastman's legal theory. Right. And I just think that this, this whole idea of going down the avenue of making a felony into into frivolous legal theories is nuts. I mean, I don't think we want to live in that kind of a system. Uh, I know they're they're so rabid to get Trump that they'll probably overlook all that. But I'm, I'm, I've had hope that because they haven't done it up until now, that maybe Garland realizes this is like a really bad idea. Andy McCarthy, everybody, look for his latest on National Review and also on Fox News. Andy, we always appreciate it. Look forward to talking to you again. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. My friends, anyone who has experienced the miracle of life and held a newborn in their arms knows how precious and innocent that little soul is, completely dependent on you and your choices, including the one that brought them into this world. Preborn Pregnancy Clinics is a nationwide nonprofit organization helping women make the right choice with their pregnancy. Preborn's clinics offer free ultrasounds for expectant moms to introduce them to the child they're carrying. The instant that connection is made often makes the difference between choosing life and abortion. Preborn's mission is simple, rescue babies from abortion every day. And Preborn does that. They rescue 150 babies' lives on average each day. Preborn is completely dependent on you, though, the pro-life community, you and me. We need to help them. For just $28, the cost of a single ultrasound, you can rescue a baby's life, or $140 sponsors five ultrasounds. 100% of your donation will go towards saving babies' lives. Can you help today with a donation? Grab your cell phone, dial pound 250, and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, say baby. Or they've got a secure website where you can donate, preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash B-U-C-K, sponsored by Preborn. The Truth Compass, pointing due right every day. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, 
or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. We're going to be talking to uh, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo here in just a few minutes. Um, there is this thing, the the doomsday clock. Clay, are you familiar with this? Yes. The doomsday clock, according to CNN an hour ago, reveals how close we are to total annihilation. Play clip one. Today, the members of the Science and Security Board move the hands of the doomsday clock forward largely, though not exclusively, because of the mounting dangers in the war in Ukraine. We move the clock forward the closest it has ever been to midnight. It is now 90 seconds to midnight. Uh, I guess we're supposed to be really dum, freaked dum, out. Dum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 90 seconds to midnight sounds like a uh, a movie that would be out on a streaming service. Uh, I... I mean, I don't know what my reaction is supposed to be. I, my inclination, based on Ukraine, is I'm less troubled by the danger brought to bear on the nation and the world by Ukraine now than I was last year at this time, right? Like, as we were talking about whether or not there might be an invasion and what whether Putin might use tactical nukes and everything else, it seems to me that this is kind of just bogged down in trench warfare now, Buck. So... I'm less troubled, although I know we may send tanks. Uh, there's talk that the NATO alliance is going to give tanks, and we'll see what happens there, whether that could accelerate, be act as an accelerant. But I'm just, I feel like things are less dangerous now than they were last year. Do they ever move the clock back, like where we're actually safer? I can assure you the doomsday clock is never at just chill and go to the beach. It's all going to be fine level. That I do know. I just I don't know if they can dial it back. It seems like it, every time the story comes out, we're getting closer to doomsday. Uh, if you want to work with companies that share your values, consider switching to Pure Talk cell service. Pure Talk. 
proudly veteran-owned, proudly employee U.S.-based customer service team, and they'll go out of their way to support programs like ours while saying no thanks to the fake news networks out there. Service second to none, coverage fantastic. Pure Talk, one of the largest networks in the country. You're going to get fast data talk text for just 30 bucks a month, probably half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You'll keep your phone, your number, and the whole process of switching takes as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it if you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service. You'll get your money back. Support a company who supports you. Dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250. Say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is... Simply Smarter Wireless. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We are joined now by Mike Pompeo, 70th Secretary of State, former CIA director under Donald Trump. His new book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. And Secretary Pompeo, you probably didn't expect this would be the lead question, but... Given that Mike Pence has classified documents and given that Donald Trump has classified documents and Joe Biden has classified documents, do you have classified documents? Have Have you gone back through papers in the wake of all this? What do you make of everybody seeming to have classified documents? Oh, my goodness. What, what a mess. No, I don't believe I have anything that's classified. Um, anybody who has it, they should turn it back in. What What, what a mess. Uh, classified documents should stay in the places they're supposed to be. And, and just as importantly, if it turns out that somehow they got where they weren't supposed to be, you should give them back, and then you should uh, be as transparent as you can about how the heck it happened. And by the way, you shouldn't say you don't have regrets. If someone showed up and had, a, had classified information in, in my home or near my Corvette, then I have a Corvette. Um, I promise you I wouldn't say I didn't have any regrets. I would regret it deeply that I had screwed up in that way. Uh, Secretary Pompeo, it's Buck. I um, wanted to ask you about the reports on Abrams tanks possibly being provided to Ukraine by the U.S. A, a lot of the people you're, you're speaking to now who are listening all across the country served in Iraq and Afghanistan. We have a lot of veterans in this audience, a lot of active duty military. And I hear from them all, all the, uh, frequently about their concerns that we're getting deeper and deeper into the Ukraine fight, uh, where one do you think the Abrams tank should be provided, and uh, then where would you draw the line on U.S. support for the fight against Russia? Well, two things. Um, I do think that that equipment should be provided if the Ukrainians can make use of it and it can help them push back against uh, invasion by Vladimir Putin. Um, it's in America's best interest to do so. They haven't asked for. To your point, I'm a veteran too. I served as a young soldier on. Uh, the then East German communist border. Um, I, I worry about America getting too deeply involved, but the best way to keep American soldiers from having to fight Europe or to fight against Russia or China, any place is to make sure that when there's an authoritarian invades a place like Ukraine and they haven't asked for the 82nd airborne, they haven't asked for a motorized rifle division. All they said is, can you send us stuff? We ought to provide them with the stuff that we can, that they can use, that they can be trained on that are actually going to deliver against the mission set. Uh, it's the only way to end Putin's invasion of Europe. Secretary Pompeo, a lot of talk lately about 2024, who's running, what the time frame is to run. If you are going to run for president, when would you announce? And are you exploring running for president now? So my wife and I are praying about it, trying to figure out if this is the next place for us to go serve. 
uh, as for timeline, we, we kind of think late spring, early summer is probably when she and I will have to um, turn from prayer to action. And if we decide to get in, uh, head to Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina to make our case to the American people. And if not, uh, find where it is we'll next serve, if not an elected office. That's how we're so thinking about it. Yeah, so, so far Donald Trump is in. Does that impact your thinking in any way, given that you were a Secretary of State and served at the CIA under him, or is it not even about who else is running from your determination? No, it has nothing to do with who else runs, whether President Biden runs, former President Trump, or whomever. Uh, in the end, you, you, you must come to believe that this is a time and you have something that you can not only offer the American people in terms of a policy agenda that delivers good outcomes for them, but that you have the tenacity, the wherewithal, the capability to actually deliver on those promises. If you believe those two things and it all works as a personal matter, uh, you have an obligation to go make the case and then let the American people sort it all out. Speaking of Mike Pompeo, former CIA director, former secretary of state under Trump, and his book is out today. So our timing here on Clan Buck, as always, is excellent. Never Give an Inch is the book. <laughs> And uh, Secretary Pompeo, I, I gotta ask you because it's always fun whenever I see a book come out from from somebody on our side of things to see what the media focuses on right away, and they are drilling down into it's all over Twitter. Oh my gosh, have you seen Mike Pompeo's book? Which I guess in a sense this is kind of an unintentional advertisement they're doing. Have you seen his book Never Give an Inch because of what he says about the murdered journalist Jamal Khashoggi? Well. Mr. Secretary, what what did you say, and why are they all so upset about it? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're so upset about. The Washington Post has had an obsession about this. Uh, when I was in office, we made very clear. The murder of Jamal Khashoggi was nasty. It was heinous. We, we sanctioned 13 Saudis for what they did. Um, but we also knew that, that that person's life wasn't more important than the lives of Americans, the life of American soldiers who were protecting us. Uh, and we weren't about to give up the partnership with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia that was helping us keep the American economy going, keeping American security going. You can see what happens when you flip the script. President Biden said, oh, this is a pariah nation. He immediately had to go on bended knee to the kingdom and ask them to produce just a little more crude oil. Um, we, for, we did not for a moment mistake the fact that this was a bad act, but we did not for a moment forget that putting America first was what really mattered most. And keeping America secure meant keeping a relationship, a security relationship and a diplomatic relationship with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the United States. Secretary Pompeo, there's a big debate now still ongoing about where COVID came from. Uh, you have worked in the CIA. You certainly served as Secretary of State. Do you think it's a settled question? What's your own opinion about where COVID came from? Was it a lab leak or was this a natural animal evolution of a virus? It's largely a settled question. This virus came from a laboratory where they were working on this virus and others like it in Wuhan, China, and it leaked accidentally from that lab. And then the Chinese Communist Party knowingly sent that virus across the world uh, when it was inside of human beings on airplanes, and they killed millions of people as a result of that decision. So what consequences should there be on China? And what do you think about people like Dr. Fauci who are still saying, oh, I don't believe the lab leak theory happened? If you're correct, and I agree with you, that this was a lab leak and that China tried to cover it up and also then basically spread this virus all over the world, it seems like there should be really severe consequences for them. 
Uh, and it also seems like it's kind of an important uh, discussion to be having in the United States and not have somebody like Dr. Fauci wagging his finger and saying the evidence doesn't support this and how dare you even raise it as an issue. Well, the second one's easy. And Dr. Fauci got this wrong from the beginning. Uh, I've seen his debates on gain-of-function research. He is, he is angles on the head of a pen. The truth is he, he knew that America was funding gain-of-function research uh, in the laboratories in China. Uh, I can't explain why he's chosen to do that. Perhaps it's money. I, I don't truly know. Uh, but I know this. I know he's wrong. I know that with near certainty that it came from that lab. You should know that lab is still up and operating and conducting the same kind of research it did before this thing leaked. Who knows when we will see that again. Which really gets to your second question is what should the penalty be? How should we respond to that? There are lots of pieces to this. The challenge of the Chinese Communist Party far extends beyond, extends far beyond the challenge of the Wuhan virus. Uh, and we have for 40 years allowed the Chinese Communist Party to be at war with us, at least economic war, and we've turned the other cheek. Uh, one of the things I'm most proud of that I did as Secretary of State is we confronted the Chinese Communist Party in a serious way. We understood its ideology, we understood its economic motives, and we began to put real restrictions on their capacity to do harm to the American people. Secretary of State Pompeo, uh, appreciate you joining us to talk to us about all this, and uh, people should go check out the book, Never Give an Inch. Former Secretary Pompeo, appreciate you, sir. Gentlemen, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Rising inflation's out there, friends. You see it. Things are really expensive, going to get more expensive, depending on where you are, what sector you're in. Plus, there's some big layoffs coming. Stock market's volatile. Things are rough right now. Your retirement account, look what's going on last couple of years until all this uncertainty turns around and things look better ahead the phoenix capital group is making a suggestion for all of you diversify your investments now they're introducing investors like you to high value oil and gas investments here in the u.s with current yields which range from eight percent to eleven percent apy paid monthly these are corporate bond offerings and they're open to all investors with annual interest paid monthly Phoenix Capital Group offers live webinars to learn about Phoenix's business structure, ways they offer security for the offerings, risks, and their financials. They host live Q&As where they'll answer all your questions. Sign up at investingwithphx.com or call 323-PHOENIX. Investing in bonds has a certain risk before making investment decisions. You should carefully consider and review all risks involved. Sign up today at investingwithphx.com. That's investingwithphx.com or call 323-PHOENIX to connect. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay, Travis, and Buck. Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret, Bear Creek Arsenal. They offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does. How does Bear Creek Arsenal do it? There's no middleman fees, that's how. I own one of their AR-15s. It is an incredible firearm. They know what they're doing. Discover Bear Creek Arsenal. Go online to bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. That's bearcreekarsenal.com slash B-U-C-K. 
Use my name, Buck, as your promo code for 10% off your first order. You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Sexton. Closing up shop here today on Clay and Buck, and that's a great moment in time to remind all of you that if you're listening to us on one of our wonderful affiliates across the country, you can get extra Clay and Buck content now, uh, including the Buck Sexton Show podcast and Winners and Losers. Clay's putting that in there, too, in our podcast feed. So if you subscribe to Clay and Buck, you can listen to any hour of this show you like. We also have Best Ofs posted, the Sunday Clay and Buck hang, and then additional content there, too. So a lot of things, including things you won't get anywhere else, uh, it's worth subscribing to the podcast to get that. Also worth subscribing to the clayandbuck.com VIP section. You can send us uh, emails directly. The team reads them right away. They send them to us. Uh, and there's other perks and fun behind the scene thing, scene things that you'll get from being a VIP subscriber at clayandbuck.com. Clay, uh, they haven't had to call an all out stop to air traffic in a little while so i guess the biden's got that going for I'm it i'm flying tomorrow is, you just nice. jinxed me oh man I, I forgot about that one sorry you could blame me when your flight's delayed Ugh. four hours because you know not enough diversity and inclusion uh seminars have been completed by you know the faa or something but pete Buttigieg 
is out there telling everybody, remember, he's transportation sec. I think it's fair to say the most consequential, think about that term, though, the most consequential transportation secretary in recent memory. I'm not saying he's good, but he certainly had consequences. Yeah, we haven't Here talked is, very much about transportation secretaries in the past because everything just kind of worked, and so it didn't matter. It's, a, it's an interesting yeah. argument. You'd have to go back quite a ways to be able to, or you have to ask a lot of people for them to even be able to rattle off a, a transportation secretary. I think, by the way, Langley, the George H.W. Bush Intelligence Center, is also right next to the Federal Highway Administration. So there's that for those of you who've ever had a tour of CIA headquarters. I didn't even, I don't know, Federal Hi- Highway Administration. I used to joke around, you know, that's that's where the real secret stuff's actually happening. Langley was all just a front, you know. It's I'm like men in black. You can even tour. You can take a tour of the CIA. Ah, uh, they used to do them. They don't really do them. I don't know. They kind of go back and forth on it. It's obviously super limited. You basically can like press sometimes will go into the lobby yeah. where they have portraits of the former directors, the stars on the wall for fallen officers. But like that's it, you know. You're not you're okay. not like hanging out I, with everybody in the office. It kind of me that you could even walk around Langley. Like I, I wouldn't think. I know you can tour the FBI. I've done the yeah. FBI tour before, but that's not really on its own camp. Or it's right downtown. They do it's have not really on its own campus. They have a couple of internal spy museums at the CIA where they have things, you know, World War II era OSS stuff and things like that. So I think you know they're very limited tours you can do, but it's not. No, they don't. They don't bus. It's not like the Bronx Zoo. They're not sending busloads of kids out there to, you know, to go check out How what's going on. How often did you get adrenaline rushes working at the CIA? Like where you were like, oh, like this is because people tend to have it. And I'll say this. People think when you practice law that it's all like a time to kill, you know, and when they think of lawyers. And most of the time you're just like sitting in front of a computer pushing a button, you know, like over and over again to scroll through emails. So I'm it's just very, curious. For very your similar. Job. Yeah. Very similar reality. I used to say to people that uh, being a CIA analyst, which is what I was doing, and there's other jobs, case officers, a very prominent role that people often will think of. It's written about in a lot of books and talked about. Um, but uh, to be a CIA analyst, which is what Jack Ryan was, very handsome, played by Harrison Ford and now by John uh, Krasinski. Just putting that ben, out ben there. Ben Affleck, I think, also played him, right? Ben Affleck. So, you know, handsome CIA analysts with great hair who live in Georgetown. That's like a thing. That's a thing that happens. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, I used to tell people it's, uh, 80% mundane, 10% particularly crappy, and 10% legitimately cool and badass. Yeah. So 80% of your hours are doing things that you're like, well, you know, I could be like, I could be working at Mutual of Omaha. You know, it's yeah. paperwork, it's meetings, it's whatever. Uh, some of the training stuff you get to do, and then obviously going overseas, you, it's a whole lot more interesting and you see a side of the world. I love reading. You love reading. So the information that you get to learn and have access to is itself interesting. But the job of a, of a CIA analyst is like the job of an analyst anywhere else. Massive amounts of information absorption and then synthesis into small usable bites, in this case, for the policy community. But it is it's a reading and writing job. Like, yeah, yeah. I did get weapons training and stuff, but it's really a reading and writing job, which is really very similar to being a lawyer. Right. Like you basically just synthesize arguments and try to and a little bit of what we do here. Right. There's a voluminous amount of data that comes in every single day and we try to make sense of it for the larger community. Yeah. Being an intelligence officer, I always joke around with people is actually very good training for being a doing media, being a writer, journalism. It's all it's all very, very uh, similar. Back to Pete Buttigieg for a second here, though. Because the most uh, 
now increasingly, I think you could say, incompetent Secretary of Transportation that anybody can remember is out there reminding everyone that every decision about transportation is a climate change decision. Play 24. We're looking at investments that uh, that are fair, that contribute to equitable economic growth. We're looking at climate impacts because every transportation decision in, in the 21st century is a climate decision, whether we recognize it or not. And uh, thankfully, because we have such a, a big investment, uh, you don't have to look at which states got funds from this infrastructure law and which ones didn't. Every single state, I believe we're already over 3,000 bridges. So we're making sure, whether you're talking about big projects like this or uh, smaller communities, that every part of America sees the benefit. Because, frankly, every part of America has a need. Just notice that whenever someone starts using the term equity and climate and climate equity and these things all together, this is the language of the modern-day American commissar, sort of like in the Soviet Union, when there was always talk of the revolution and the need for the workers and all that stuff, equity, climate, this is the secular religion of America today. And Pete Buttigieg is one of its priests. I'm, I think that's well said. I'm also genuinely curious about what his future is. So he's not a very good transportation secretary. He's relocated to Michigan. There's obviously a Senate seat that is opening in Michigan. But if he ran for the Senate and lost it would certainly dent his ambitions going forward. He probably in the back of his mind thinks, okay, I'm going to run against Kamala and beat her in 28 because we think Biden's going to run in 24. But is he going to be transportation secretary for eight years? I got to say, I think think in a head-to-head matchup, I think Kamala Harris, for for the Democrat nomination, beats Pete Buttigieg. I think Pete Buttigieg has a 0% chance of being nominated because he's gay. And I don't mean that because I think there's some massive anti-gay sentiment in the country that would prevent him from being elected. I mean him getting the Democrat nomination because there's lots of black guys that aren't going to vote for a gay white guy to be the nominee for the uh, Democrat Party. And it's like they won't talk about it. But you look at the data, he didn't get any support from minority voters. Like Pete, Mayor Pete is the woke white uh, liberal selection right a lot of woke white people like him but it doesn't actually connect with a huge percentage of the overall electorate i think he'd probably have to be vp and then maybe he's kamala's vp and we have the diversity and inclusion ticket officially out there for 2028 the conversation continues on the clay and buck podcast feed go subscribe today we'll talk to you tomorrow more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.